but you can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to yourself. You could lie to other people and get far in life, but if you're lying to yourself, you're really not going to be able to take yourself anywhere where you really want to go. Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. In case you're new here, I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I also wrote and released an ebook recently called Manifest Destiny, which I'm so thrilled that you guys are telling me that it's exactly what you needed to read. Um, In Manifest Destiny, we talked about manifesting and the law of attraction. My perspective on it is very different and dare I say controversial from what most people know about it. I'm a spiritual person, but I'm also very practical. Anybody who follows this podcast knows I'm quite practical, even though I am spiritual. I'm practical for a spiritual person. Um, Like I like crystals because they're pretty. Vision boards can be really fun um, and help you get clearer on what you want to create and what that might look like and help you to keep focused and on track. Um, Astrology, for example, I think it's fun to think about, but do I think that you need any of those things to manifest the life that you want? No. <laughs> if you're interested in learning more and downloading the ebook, the audio version, or both, you can go to secretsnotinthesecret.com. Again, that's secretsnotinthesecret.com. By the way, I want to follow more of you on Instagram and get to know you guys better, kind of more on like a one-on-one sort of level. Um, I don't follow the Kardashians. I would much rather follow my community. So if you'd like for me to follow you back on the gram, simply leave a rating and a review of this podcast screenshot it and DM it to me or post it to your story and tag me, whichever you feel like doing. I'll follow you right back. P.S. I like five stars. Hint, hint. But with that said, let's get into this week's episode of the podcast. So as I was saying in the last episode, I really want to focus on helping you put your best foot forward in this new year and new decade. And in order to do that, I believe that the very first thing to keep in mind is we cannot keep running on autopilot. So many of us go through our lives simply set in our ways and our routines. You know, humans are habitual creatures. um, And literally everything is a routine from what you do when you wake up in the morning to what you do before you go to sleep at night, how you show up in life, how you talk to yourself. Ooh, that's a big one, right? Our self-talk is a habit. And look, I'm sure all of us have some really healthy habits, but more than likely we've got some bad ones um, or at least ones that can use a little bit of work. And I really do believe that that's the true secret to success. I think it really comes down to your habits and your routines, all of them. I mean, if you're inconsistent, you're going to get inconsistent results. And the things that you do most of the time are the things that actually end up really shaping your life way more than the things that you do once in a while. A great example to put this into perspective is if you have, let's say, if you eat really healthy one day out of the year, it's more than likely not going to be as beneficial as, you know, having a healthy diet most of the time and just, you know, falling off of that only once in a while. So it's my mission to really help you all to live a much more intentional life. And I say this because I realized that intention was something that I was really lacking in my life. Um, It's so important to be intentional and know why your intentions matter. What do they represent for you? Okay. It's not enough to have goals. Goals are whatever. You have to have a great why attached to your goals. You have to get um, really clear about what the goal represents for you. Um, Life can be very distracting and 
I think that's true now more than ever. We've got all of this information flying at us at every single second. You know, we have all of these distractions. And if you're not intentional and clear about why your intentions matter to you, why it's important for you to be intentional, you're going to get pushed and pulled off course way too often. So whatever your intentions are, get clear on what they are and what they represent to you. Okay, this will make it much easier for you to really see what does and doesn't support your intentions, um, your bigger why, and really help you to prioritize because that's that's another thing. You have to be really clear about your priorities and actually treat your priorities as priorities and not treat things that aren't a priority as a priority. Okay, and even identify why you might be, let's say, allowing things that aren't necessarily a priority sort of take the space as if they are one in your life. So really see what makes sense and what doesn't, what's distracting you too much. Be really clear on that. A big one for me, I'm a chatterbox and I would find myself spending way too much time like going back and forth with friends in text messages and just shooting the shit. I tell people this all the time. I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends, a lot of different friends, a lot of different groups of friends, and it can get to be a really big problem. (laughs) It could get to be a really big problem. Um, I just don't have time to shoot the shit. And it's been wildly freeing for me to turn off my text notifications for most of the day, almost every single day. Um, I really treat my text messages as emails at this point. You know, they have to be intentional. Nothing annoys me more than when someone just texts, hi. And then I'm like, hi. And then they're like, what's up? And then I'm just like staring at my phone like it's the same thing that's always been up my fucking attitude. Like, what do you want? Like, get to the point. And again, it's not their fault. You have to see the thing is we can get so annoyed with other people but really, it's not them that they're, that we're annoyed with. It's actually a misplaced annoyance. We, the annoyance is with ourselves because we weren't clear. And you don't always necessarily need to be clear about what is and isn't okay for you. A lot of the times you can really just lead by example and people just kind of get the hint that they know like they have to approach you in a certain way. Like I notice my friends, they they kind of know like if they just tell me a hello and I don't get back to them right away, eventually I'm going to get the longer text message. It's going to be the actual reason why they're texting me. You know what I mean? Saves a lot of time. Um, But I really do think that we need to change things a bit. I think I I know that I would much rather get text messages that are like, hey, I was just thinking of you and wanted to check in and see how you're doing. You know, that's that's a fine text. If there's like an actual intention beyond that, like, let's say, you know, are you free at this point or whatever? I'd love to get together or, you know, I want your opinion on something. Just get to the point. Can we get to the point with our conversations? Can we be much more intentional when we're talking to people? Because I feel like we can spend hours like doing like a text ping pong and texting people without really saying anything. You know, I remember there was somebody who had asked me, you know, oh, how many people are you talking to right now? I'm like, honestly, it's a certain, you know, it's 2019 at the time it was 2019. I'm like, everybody's talking to probably a handful of people, but are you really saying much? You know what I mean? You're probably not saying very much with all of them. You know what I'm saying? But I had to also look at, you know, why I was engaging in this stuff in the first place. Like, why was I engaging in these back and forth, forth, back and forth text messages and kind of like endless conversations? Um, You know, what was, what was it doing for me on the positive? What was I thinking I was getting out of it? And I think 
the, the conclusion that I came up with was I think it was giving me a false sense of connection. You know, I don't think that that's the best way to connect with people, though. You know, I'd much rather do like a face to face for an hour or two or like a phone call at night when I'm like already winding down. It's faster. It's more intimate. And you could actually give your undivided attention and connect. Okay, quality, not quantity. You know, being intentional about what it is that you want to do, having long term and short term goals are very important. The short term goals really help you to gain momentum and get closer to that bigger goal that you have. But you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Okay, and make sure that that why is actually important to you and meaningful to you and hopefully healthy for you and clear enough. Okay, you want to make sure it's really clear and also, it, it is your actual why, okay? Because if it's not your actual why, it's not going to really motivate you, okay? So if you don't have a why that actually lights you up, okay, a real why, an authentic why, you're probably not going to move forward in the same way. It really doesn't matter what your why is, okay? You don't even have to tell other people your why. And I say this because... Sometimes you might find that you're like real, deep, completely honest and candid why might not be something that sounds nice. It might not be something that's politically correct. It's might not it might not be something that's going to make you look like Mother Teresa. It doesn't matter because coming up with like nice versions of it and telling yourself that that's what it is like you could lie to other people but you can't lie to yourself, okay? You can't lie to yourself. You could lie to other people and get far in life. But if you're lying to yourself, you're really not going to be able to take yourself anywhere where you really want to go. Okay, so it has to really matter to you. Okay, whatever your why is, it has to actually be authentic. It doesn't necessarily need to be something you're going to say out loud to other people. Um, Look, if it's something that's really not healthy, you might want to look at it. But if you can express that darker side of yourself in a healthy way, um, it's better than doing it in unhealthy ways. So speaking of the dark side, um, a lot of you who I guess listen to this podcast know that I'm a huge fan of Robert Greene and Tim Grover. I talk about them fairly often. um, And both of them wrote books that talk about our dark sides. Um, We all have a dark side to us. Every single last one of us has a dark side to us. Um, And it's not pretty, you know, it's not Pollyanna cute and sweet and enlightened all the time. Um, But make no mistake, it's that dark side of us, that animalistic, instinctual side of us that truly moves us forward. And it's a much better motivator than just about probably anything else. For example, and this is an example that Tim Grover, who was a coach for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, and all these other people, all these other athletes, he wrote in his book, Relentless, which is, by the way, one of my favorite books. It's called Relentless, From Good to Great to Unstoppable. Um, I'm somebody who's so fascinated by, I know next to nothing about sports, but I have like a weird fascination with athletes and not just any athletes, but especially basketball players like I've seen interviews I know way too much about way too many of them I might not really know what team they're on (laughs) but I know way too much about like certain things that they like I'm I'm 
I don't know. I, I have a problem, I guess. I don't know. I'm fascinated by sports psychology in general, but basketball players, I don't know why. I really idolize them in a weird way. Um, but anyway, that's neither here or there. This book is really fantastic because, I mean, sports psychology is something that I think could be applied to just about anything. It's kind of like the army. There's advice in there that can help you in your actual life. But yeah, definitely a great book worth checking out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes in case you're interested in reading it or listening to it. Um, Because I have like the actual book. I also have the audio version. Let me get to the point. Okay. Um, So anyway, he was talking about the dark side and how all of us have a dark side. And he was talking about how athletes are able to become very successful because they're able to tap into that dark side and use it to their advantage rather than trying to suppress it too much. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Because suppressing it is actually not really a good thing. And it's not something that will necessarily make you successful. If you kind of like look at a lot of successful people, you might notice and be able to tell like what their dark side is. Okay. You might be able to tell like what their true motivator is. Um, So anyway, he was talking about Tiger Woods. Now, Tiger Woods obviously has a dark side. Like I said, we all have a dark side. But Tiger Woods has a dark side that was revealed when, you know, all of those, that whole cheating scandal happened, you know, where he was cheating on his wife and not just with like one woman, it was like multiple women. I'm going to read you an excerpt from the book because I think it's really, really fascinating. So he writes, um, Tim Grover writes, this is from his book, Relentless. He says, you want to see a guy in the zone, watch a video of Tiger before the scandal. He'd walk onto that course as if it were built for him. And if you got in his way, God help you. All the experts love talking about his mental toughness, how his father trained him by intentionally dropping clubs and moving the cart during his backswing, how his mother taught him to get out there and, quote unquote, kill them, take their heart. Raised to be in the zone, said analysts. Then the scandal broke and it was suddenly pretty clear exactly what had put Tiger in the zone. Once the story came out, one salacious and painful piece at a time, his career began to deteriorate in every way conceivable, with everyone watching and judging and analyzing every detail of his private life, that dark side evaporated. That kind of energy simply can't survive in the light. It completely loses its power. Unless you're willing to stand up and say, yeah, so what, and go right on doing whatever you were doing. That's how you keep your dark side dark. But Tiger's situation was made even worse by the pressure he felt to make a public apology. Because let's face it, when you're making hundreds of millions of dollars off of your image as a clean-cut husband and father, your dark side had better stay in the dark. I have to be honest, as someone who has known and liked Tiger for a long time, I didn't want to see that apology. I wanted to see him say nothing in public and show up ready to fight another day. Like my friend and client Charles Barkley, who threw a guy through a plate glass window in an Orlando nightclub after the jackass threw ice at him. You don't throw ice or anything else at Charles and expect to get away with it. After the judge dropped the charges, she asked Charles whether he had learned anything from the experience. Yes, he said. I shouldn't have thrown him through the first floor window. I should have taken him to the third floor window and finished the job from there. No apologies. I wanted to see Tiger handle this situation with that kind of confidence. He built this intimidating reputation of being a killer on the golf course. I didn't want to see him hanging his head. He didn't murder anyone. He stepped out on his wife. It's between him and his family. Worried about losing endorsements? Go win something. They will all come running back. I wanted him to go out there and show he was still in command of who he was. Still a killer, 
raising his game even higher to show he was still the guy in charge. There is no better way to intimidate the competition than, I went through all of this and my game went up? You fuckers have no chance. That's what the dark side does. It shuts down the laws of right and wrong and allows you to discover what you're really made of and what you're capable of doing, as long as you stay in control. He goes on to say that it's so important to control your dark side and not let it control you. Okay, so the point that I'm making is, is your dark side is not something to be feared. It is something to, yes, to an extent, keep it from destroying your life. You know, you control it. Don't let it control you. But that's the thing. You want it to be something that you use. And there is probably nothing that will motivate you more than being able to get really good at tapping into your dark side, keeping it under control rather than having it control you at the same time. It's a balance. Look, I'm pretty sure that Tiger Woods became Tiger Woods. Like, let's be honest. I really think that Tiger Woods probably became Tiger Woods because he wanted to be successful enough to bang as many hot chicks as he wanted, right? Like, think about it. Like, what motivates most men to become really successful? They want to get girls. (laughs) They want to get girls Um, or guys, whatever they're into. But look, am I saying that it's right or that it's nice? I mean, it really depends on who you ask, but I don't think it really necessarily matters. I don't think it necessarily needs to matter. Um, But I do think that that must have been a really big factor in why he became who he became. Um, But when he got caught for it, he was, you know, he crumbled, he was embarrassed. And look, nobody's perfect. He's a golf player. He's not a saint. Nobody died. Do I really think that they needed to take him to like the cleaners or whatever? No. Um, Do I really think that they blew the whole entire thing? unnecessarily out of proportion yeah because I mean I I personally don't like it when people apologize I mean I'm a comedian so for me when I see people apologizing for things I'm like what are you apologizing for like if somebody's feelings are hurt their feelings are hurt even if you apologize it doesn't necessarily change you know it doesn't really change anything I mean you probably said what you felt like maybe you could have worded it differently but maybe it would have been less funny that way I don't know you know what I mean so it, it just I personally don't really like when people apologize, but especially you don't need to be apologizing to yourself for having a dark side. Instead, embrace it and figure out how you can use it to, again, help you do good in the world, too. I mean, just because you're tapping into your dark side doesn't necessarily mean you're not actually helping make the world a better place. I talk about this even in Manifest Destiny, where I talk about the fact that you don't necessarily need to be, you know, the most perfect person in order to, you know, do good in the world, you know. Um, But anyway, we all have a dark side. So if you can use yours to propel you forward, you'll probably thank me later for telling you to do so. So you're welcome in advance. Um, But anyway, back to being intentional. You know, it may lead you to ask about this is a question I've gotten a lot where talk where a lot of you have asked me about, you know, finding your passion and finding your purpose. And I I think from what I've gathered that not everyone is lucky enough to know from really early on what their purpose is, quote unquote, what their purpose is or what they're passionate about. You know, some people are lucky, they know what they like, they know what, you know, they have a deep sense of like what their purpose is comes about kind of naturally, but at the end of the day it's kind of still a decision. You know, when you notice something and then you decide that that's what it is, like you're you're running with that. You've made the decision. So it's kind of like I don't know if purpose is and and passions are necessarily always predestined or exactly predestined. Um, I just think that it 
might not matter as much as you think it does, okay? Your purpose is or can simply be what you decide for it to be. Like you have the freedom to choose what you want your purpose to be. Like you can select what your purpose is, who you want to serve, what you want to bring to the world, why you want to do it, what it would mean to you, like what the why is that's attached to it. And then you can go after that, whatever you've decided that is, with passion. And also the thing is, like when you're going after something, everything always leads to something else. Things change, you know, when you find something else or you find something that feels much more authentic to you and feels, you know, it just resonates with you so much more. That's perfectly okay. But sometimes you can't get there until you make the decision to just go forward in a direction. You just have to pick a direction. The rest will find its way. It's just when you're very much in that ambivalent stage where you really don't know what to do at all and you kind of like don't really make any moves. That's that's kind of a little bit more of a dangerous, not a little bit more, it could be actually be a much more you know dangerous place to be in, in the sense of um, it makes it harder for you to find what it is that you're actually, you could actually be really great at and be really fulfilled in. So like I said, you can get to select what your purpose is and just go after that with passion. I don't think that passion is necessarily something that everybody is born with, like in the sense of that passion has to be um, a thing, you know, a, a path in life. I think that passion is or it can be something that you show up with. Passion can be something that you show up with. Passion is, you know, in your attitude. Your attitude and how you show up in life is where most of your success or even non-successes will come from. Notice how I said non-successes. I didn't want to say failures. I think that the only real failure is giving up or rather giving up without learning something that moves you in a new direction. Okay, giving up without considering the lessons you've learned along the way and taking those lessons and using them to move forward. So again, I really think that failure is honestly just giving up and not doing anything else. Okay. Um, everyone is going to experience failure and everyone has experienced failure. 99% of the people who have found success in anything, if I would actually even dare to say 100% of the people who have found success in anything, have also experienced very many failures and disappointments in the exact thing that they eventually succeeded in. It's just that's not the stuff that they usually talk about. That's not usually the stuff that's in their, you know, Instagram stories. Um, that's not usually the stuff that makes it to the grid, you know. And that's a really big problem, um, I think, with how success and what kinds of successes tend to even be praised the most and get the most attention. I mean, we see this in the media all the time where you know, a lot of the people that seem to get the most recognition are what look like what appear to be like the overnight successes or the very quick successes are cheered for and talked about the most. But truly, I don't think that there really are any overnight successes. Okay, I don't think there's really such a thing as a true overnight success. I think that's very rare. I think it's very rare to see something that was actually truly an overnight success or a really, really, really quick success. And let me tell you something about quick success. It's not always ideal because the thing with a quick success is anything that's quick to come can be quick to leave. Okay. You don't really get the benefit of the time to like 
learn and adjust and grow. Sometimes you can become, you know, a quick success can mean that you grow way faster than you're able to actually handle and you don't even get a chance to figure it out. Okay. And typically people have been working at something sometimes before they even realized it. You know what I mean? A really great example of this is a story uh, about Da Vinci, um, Leonardo Da Vinci, where he was doodling on a napkin and a woman asked him if she could have it. Okay. He was out. He was just sitting there doodling on a napkin. This woman asked if she could have it. And he goes to her. He's like, yeah, sure. $40,000. And she was like, the hell are you talking about? Like it took you 30, like I was here the whole time. It took you like 30 seconds just to draw that. And he's like, look, bitch, this took me my whole damn life. <laughs> okay, those weren't his exact words. But the point is, he did say like, no, it's it, it, this didn't take me 30 seconds. This took me my whole life. You know, it took him a very, very long time, probably his whole life, actually. Um, or at least he could have felt that way for him to get to where he was up until that point. So that has value. Okay, that has value to it. It's not always, you know, you get to a certain point and it's not always just about how long something takes you, but how well you're able to do something in such a short amount of time or whatever, you know. So the point that I'm trying to make with this episode is to help you understand the importance of intention, the importance of prioritizing the actual motivation that you that you really need, because a lot of the times people come looking for motivation you know, everybody's looking for like motivational porn. When in reality, a lot of the time, what really will motivate you is probably going to be your more dark side. And everybody has a dark side to them. Um, Everybody's dark side might look a little bit different from each other's, but everybody's got one. Everybody's got a part of them that maybe not might not be so, you know, pretty to look at or might not sound so nice on paper, but it's the truth. And if you can use that to help motivate you and propel you forward um, and are able to control that dark side of yourself, you could really use that to do really great things for yourself, for other people, and whatever the hell else you really want to do, whatever your big picture, whatever your real why is. Okay, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and that it brought you value. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, it would mean so much to me if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. P.S. I like five stars. Hint, hint. Screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story and tag me or even just DM it to me and I will follow you back. I don't follow the Kardashians. I would much rather follow you. I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys and getting to know you even better so that I can literally blow your socks off with content that you actually want and need to make 2020 the year that everything changes for you for the better. Thanks so much for listening and supporting the show. And as always, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.